Let's get you up to date on Forge FC. This is Focus on Forge with Anthony Urcioli on the Forge Audio Network. Hey, Forge fans, it's the Forge Audio Network. I'm Anthony Urcioli, your digital host. Focus on Forge coming at you this week, even though it's an off week for Forge FC. They don't play again until next Tuesday. Um, at Tim Hortons Field against FC Edmonton. This channel never sleeps, and neither does Forge, because, I mean, they're training all week. But uh, we're going to check in with Adam Jenkins, who is a commentator with One Soccer, been on the program many times before. He has the most, let's say, famous, most listened-to voice in Canadian soccer, maybe in all of soccer, over the last week, because he made the call. He called the match that involved Valor, that involved Accio and an unfortunate incident where he took a goal away from a teammate by clearing it off the goal line. Um, we're going to check in with Adam Jenkins in, in seconds because we need to, we, we got to get his perspective on it. He made a great call. I didn't even know what happened until I turned the volume up, rewatched the video and heard his voice and him kind of explain it. And it all happened in real time. I, I don't know. I'm fascinated by the whole thing. Um, so let's do it. Let, let's bring in, Adam Jenkins, and let's get more information on, on, let's see if he can make sense of what happened. You are probably the most listened to soccer voice uh, in the world <laughs> in the last week or so. It Now, I, I need to just, so what happened with Valor and the almost goal that did not go in with, with Accio and everything, I'm sure everyone, I'm like, literally, I think everyone has seen it yeah. by now. Um, <laughs> last I saw, there was like 10 million views on that. Now, I just have to, I saw it on Instagram with my sound yeah. off. So I just saw that the visual, I saw it and I didn't get what was happening. So I watched it again, but I hadn't, hadn't turned the sound on yet. It's like my brain couldn't register what had happened. Like I couldn't figure out what was going on. Finally, I put the sound on and you did an incredible job in a pretty tough spot. I mean, th that's something that. You know, if you're an announcer, you may you're probably never gonna see something like that. And deflection will sit up nicely for him. Tracks it down, opens up to his right boot, the cross towards Ricci. Second effort, it dribbles and no. Did Akio clear that off the line himself? What in the world? Ricci had that going. Akio was trying to make sure it got over the goal line, and in the end has a goal line stand. I don't think I've ever seen that before. But you had it, you saw it live, you reacted live, and you did a fantastic job. But I just need to, what what was going through your head when you saw it? The same as everybody, I think. I probably had as good of an idea of what was happening as Willie did or any of the other 21 people on the pitch and the thousands in the stands. It was... The, the thing with my job, and I could not have said this in year one, there is a level you can get to when you do enough of this that you deactivate your brain. There isn't, it's not, I see something, I think about it, and then I speak. It's that the brain part is skipped. It it's, comes through, through my eyes and it comes out through my mouth. And that's just sort of the nature of the job. So 
in that situation, you're right. I had never seen that before. I There's no textbook how to describe something like that. So it's as simple as asking the question that everyone watching the clip, because I knew right away that it was going to do well. I didn't see 10 million, but I knew it was going to do well. So in that moment, it's okay. Ask the question that everyone else is asking, which is what the heck just happened? Hopefully yeah. a little bit more eloquently than that. And then you know the replays are coming. So in the moment you're trying to come up with answers and explanations, did it actually cross the line? Because when we're doing games off two, we call it off, off monitor, you're at the mercy of what you're seeing. And luckily we had an incredible crew that day that had good angles, but in real time, you're thinking, okay, did I miss something? Did, did it actually cross the line and it was a celebration or, or what? And then the more you see it, and sometimes with one soccer, we'll have a, this is a behind the curtains, we'll have a, a what's called an ISO monitor on either side of the actual program, which is what you'd be seeing. So sometimes we're always seeing like the live replay feed. So they're scrubbing it back too, because I think the truck's trying to figure out what's going on as well. Right. Um, so the more I'm sort of keeping half an eye on it, I'm thinking there's got to be an explanation for this. In the end, there obviously wasn't. It was just a mistake. It happens. It just happened to be on a grand scale. The only thing I could think of and I've thought about this a lot, obviously, is on the CFL pitches, um, obviously fortunately familiar, there is a piece of turf, a, a square one by one that covers where the uprights would go yeah. for the CFL. And that's as much as they try, that's never perfectly flush. Mm. Um, so that's the only thing that I can think of is maybe his foot's coming across and it just angles him off enough to throw it off. Having said that, he could do that 999,000 more times and it's going in every single time as it should. So it was just one of those weird ones. Akio and I will be forever linked. I think um, it, it doesn't hurt me personally, but I'm sure it's one that when he, 30 years from now, people are like, aren't you the guy that did that? He's going to be like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So that's, yeah. that's just a part of our history now. <laughs> and, and it's actually better that you, it happened all in real time and you called it live. Cause it's one of those, like, because your reaction was our reaction watching it. Right. It was like, wait, wait, what happened? And also people can harp on the CPL refs all they want. Uh, that was a great call. It, yeah, it, it was. That, I don't know how he, cause a, a couple of angles you were like, wait, did that cross the line? And then you'd mm. be like, oh no, it didn't. That was actually a really good, good call. Yeah. Um, and remember yeah. too, th this last weekend was what I call like rookie weekend or next gen weekend. There were all of the refs for the most part had oh. done one game, two game, or in, in Michael Venn's case, who was the referee for that match, that was the second game. So that's not to say the second football match he's ever officiated, but at that level, at that speed, just the second time. So between he and the, and the all Winnipeg officiating crew, they got it right. Yeah, no, I didn't even know that. That's, that's even more impressive. And, and I guess too, you don't. You also don't want to embarrass a player. Like it's you want to you you want to give him a benefit of the doubt. It's mm -hmm. you know, and it's 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 never looks good. Like I I can think of old hockey highlights of players making mistakes and the announcers you know ripping on the player. It never sounds good in hindsight. So yeah, I mean it just it all happened in real time and it was uh, it was something and no one seems to really know or have an explanation for it. And I mean, what was Accio's explanation? Just that he was trying to finish the play. He tweeted it. He, he literally just boiled it down yeah. to, um, I just missed a wide open net. And then he had the laughing emoji, which it's yeah. all you can do there. And I'm no. glad to see that he's able to find some humor in it and laugh about it. But yeah, there's, there's no explanation. Like anytime football people are good for like three things on Twitter in terms of like sarcastic comments. And that's 
Pessi and Penaldo, which drives me crazy. Um, or like that generic, the team will lose their first game all season. And that's it. I've been a fan of this team for 18 years. Never again. I'm going to go cheer for this. <laughs> and then match fixing, which is obviously ludicrous. I, it, it is just yeah. a mistake. It is. I knew, I knew I knew that conversation was going to go in that direction because it just it, it always, you know, people love their conspiracy theory, especially online. But uh, mm-hmm. no, it was fascinating. Um, you know, one I, one thing that gets overlooked is the result. Hmm. And, you know, it's interesting. We've talked about this, that, you know, teams kind of separating themselves from the pack. It, we're still not really there yet. You know, if, with, with the Wanderers being in sixth at, at 17 points and Calvary in first at 25, I mean, from first to seventh, or rather from first to sixth, to have eight points separating, it's it's we're, we're kind of shaping up to, not only is it going to be a fun second half when we do get there, uh, the playoffs should be fun too. I mean, it is very evenly matched throughout the league. It is. It's This is the best way for people who support the playoff format to feel vindication because it is going to come down to the wire. I really think like we're, we're basically at the midway mark of the season already, which is kind of insane that it's the second week of July and we're, we're here already. Um, but things can change. People can go on swings. Sports are unpredictable. It's part of the reason why we love it. It's live. You have to watch it. You never know how it's going to end, but we are getting very, very close with some teams to them being well and truly out of the race. And I think that was the biggest takeaway for me anyways, at this, at the end of this weekend, I thought, okay, we, we know who the contenders are. We know who the mix is and we know who just isn't there this season. Um, and unfortunately I'm becoming increasingly inclined to put Halifax into the out of this category. And th- there's only seven teams in this league. When you have two amazing teams, which we do at the moment, three or four, like could beat you any night. And then even the Eddies who should be finishing dead last and should not be winning games are incredibly tough to beat and have put two together. So there's, it's not going to get easier for Halifax unless they can do something in the transfer market, find a forward, which is what they so desperately need. I mean, Obviously, we know Morelli goes out. It's going to be tough. Sam Salter gets suspended. You were hoping for a little bit more than, than honestly. It felt to me a lot like the games I've been calling this past week in the W Championship where these CONCACAF teams are just sitting in a 4-5-1 or a 5-4-1, parking the bus and hoping for the best. And then once the second half subs came in for Hardy, it was like, okay, this is better. Where was this for the entirety of the first half? So they got to play cavalry. If they lose that game, I mean, you think of the table right now, they're, they're still only three points back, but for just two matches in hand, they're very close to the precipice of dropping out. And it's disappointing because there are so many good players on that team. There's good work ethic most of the time, but they're in a position now where they have to be near perfect for the next 14 games. And, and that's difficult. Yeah. And the beauty of a smaller league like this is that every game is, you know, a six point swing here or there. Yeah. So and everybody so I, knows yeah. everybody by now. There's no secrets. Right. Like unless they're bringing in new players, and there's been a couple sides that have brought in a couple. I mean, Valor in that same match debuted Escano, who I thought needs work, but his delivery is fantastic. His footwork is fantastic. Those are the only things that are new now. And and there's no secrets. The scout's easy. You know the teams, especially you know Forge, you know Cavalry. It's just a matter of performing on the day. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's it's like almost every team is each other's rival at this point too. And you can see at this point of the year too is it, it the physicality's picking up a bit. Um it's a little chippier. And you know, I do have to ask about I mean, this is, you know, not that you have anything you're 
we're on the outside of this, but um, the CPL schedule, you know, Forge has another really long layoff. There's 10 days in between. It's the second time they've gone through this in the last, you know, month, month and a half. It is funny to see, you know, a team that has played two, three times a week, even for the last, you know, three seasons. And now we're getting these layoffs. I can, I can, you can see it. I mean, have you noticed even just in your experience calling these games, teams on short rest, you find that they have a little more jump. It's almost just like they, mm. they, they're in game mode a little more than maybe the teams they're playing against who have been had long layoffs. Yeah, I, I think that's very fair. There's there's rest versus rust and and or rest and rust because if you're off for ten days, it's tough to come back for the first twenty five minutes on the front foot, especially if you get a day that's like thirty five degrees on turf and it's hot and it's it, it is difficult. The, you're right. I think there is something to the fact that if you're playing like every three days, every four days, that's probably best because that's what a lot of these guys and teams are conditioned for after right. the past few years. So. Um, yeah, this, there's a lot of quirks with the schedule. I've always said it is the toughest thing in all of sports to do. And that is to build a schedule for the league. <laughs> right. Nobody I think will feel more bizarre than the Eddies right now, who I think are about to start a six match homestand. And I, I genuinely don't know the next time they'll be back at Clark stadium. I'll, I'll pull it up quickly here, but you think they have forge Halifax cavalry, Atletico, Ottawa, York valor. They're not home again until August the 28th. Wow. So there's some there's some weird scheduling quirks across the league, and it's it's just like I said, it's the most difficult thing to do in sports. To answer your question, though, yeah, I think the short rest can be better if 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 you're healthy. The other thing is if if you aren't healthy, if you're on if you're on fumes, you, the last thing you want to do is play every three games because you're thinking who else is going to get hurt? Is somebody overcompensating? Is somebody playing when they maybe shouldn't be, but they sort of feel the need to? It it just it it depends on the team. And and some teams are really good at saying, yeah, we'll take two days off, we'll come back, we'll train really hard and we'll be ready. It it's just one of those things, right? Yeah, and before I let you go, I do want to ask it's one thing I did notice, and even in that Valor, you know, when, when a clip goes viral like that and you're the league, I this is I sometimes you feel a little protective of the league. You know, this is going worldwide now. I don't want the league to look, you know, like be embarrassed in any way. I, I want, you know, the quality to, to look good. And the crowd looked really good. And I know it's kind of a small part of that, but I'm watching and I'm going, you know what? Because people commenting didn't know what league it was. That most mm-hmm. said like MLS, like that. That says a lot that a brand new league, it you know, that the crowd looked it just it looked full. It looked like the, the support was there. And you look around the league and, you know, Halifax has great crowds always with, with some exceptions. I think, you know, York is struggling at this point and the results on the field maybe reflect that. But um, it just I don't know. It just the, the atmosphere, the, the fan support. It looks like those two covid years that maybe slowed down the momentum. It looks like things have picked back up. Yeah, I think that's definitely a fair assessment. The one thing I want to stress here is Winnipeg has always had incredible supporters. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're one where IG Field is absolutely gorgeous. And when it's full, it's an unbelievable atmosphere. But like anything, you're, you're a four-year-old team that's had two and a half seasons really at this point, cumulative at home. They deserve a ton of credit and they always bring the noise. I love the trench. I love Red River Rising. I think they're fantastic. Um, and and that was, I think, their best since year one or uh, i can't i don't obviously have that number right away but i said the same thing when i started the match i'm like oh this is a really good turnout today and it was great weather the it was weekend like it's an entertaining product there's no jets right now um there's no manitoba moose right now there's um 
There's the, not as much going on, and the Bombers are great. So people just want to go to IG Field. It's Sorry, Ticats fan. Am I allowed to say that on a Forge podcast you, that the Bombers can, are great? You can. You okay. can. It, 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 is, it is objectively a fact. But it, just it's, just a, it's just a fun time to be yeah. in Winnipeg. And um, the other thing, too, is I don't like I won't speak for the league because we are very much not the league, but I sort of take the mantra that 10 million views on your property is a good thing. It, right. It's not great for Willie. Again, it's, it's not going to crater his career at least hopefully it doesn't it shouldn't he's way too talented way too good for that but to have 10 million eyeballs like i so in a personal aside i do some freelance work with um the korean women's professional golf association tour that's produced in singapore that's very random but what i'm trying to say is i had people from korea and singapore text me saying was that you on the call on the cpl i'm like yeah that's how much reach this thing has so maybe you have 8 million of those people who see it that they laugh and, and they move on. But maybe you have a few people go, oh, I didn't know Canada had a professional league. Let's look it out. Ooh, I like the branding of that team or I'll watch some highlights. This is amazing. They score a lot of good goals in this league and that's more subscribers or that's more views or that's fans because I've always been impressed by the supporters groups from outside of Canada that will rally behind a team and, and make it theirs. Yeah. And it has reach. So yeah, viral clips, unless it's something horrifying, which that wasn't, it was just a, a comedy of errors. It, yeah. It's good for the league, in my opinion. Yeah. And, and soccer is the one sport where it's true, where, you know, fans from all over the world, they want, they want a team in each country or in each league. And, yep. you know, we get comments on Forge stuff like, Hey, I'm in South America, but you know, Forge is my Canada team and this is my American team. And so, yeah, it's, it's part of the sport. And, I, it's yeah, I, I it's good. I, I think at the end of the day, Valor had a great sense of humor about it. Uh, so did Accio, and you know, it, it it is what it is. Adam, I know you're a busy man, so I uh, always appreciate <laughs> you taking the time for us, and I'm sure we'll talk again. It'll be soon. All right, Adam Jenkins, always always a pleasure to talk to him, and always a pleasure to talk to you. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. You can also subscribe the Forge Audio Network on YouTube by subscribing to the Forge FC YouTube channel. All right, plenty of content coming this week, so I suggest you keep it locked onto the Forge Audio Network. We'll talk to you soon. Forge. Subscribe on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts to the Forge Audio Network.